Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve and Rob Schallenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Steve and Rob are a dynamic father and son duo who are helping to transform lives and businesses around the world. Rob is a top-rated global speaker and trainer, best-selling author, former F-16 pilot, Air Force One advanced agent, father of four, and CEO of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Steve is a number one national best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, having started 11 businesses in three different industries, and a highly sought-after keynote speaker. He is the father of six children and the founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Now, here is Steve and Rob Schallenberger. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you might be in the world today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger, and today we're talking about how to manage with a plan with the end result of being better than we have ever been. And part of becoming your best is the mindset of asking the question, what does my best look like? And, and how can you and I identify the idea that can, can literally take our breath away? And, and that part that I know represents the best within me. Uh, and this is being a Picasso, a Beethoven, a J.K. Rowling. It's the ultimate of creating our best. And if I were to ask each one of us, you and I, what we're truly capable of doing, my guess is that most of us would sell ourselves a bit, sh- bit short. <laughs> and imagine the impact of, of thinking like this. What does my best look like? What, what impact would that have on our employees or our children or us as a leader? Well, this process of establishing a clear vision and a plan is literally the process of the mental creation preceding the physical reality. Each of us has this wonderful blank slate, a fresh year in front of us. And as I think about this, well, how do we become of our our best? I think of a friend of ours, Michael, who came to us and said, you know what? I just kind of feel like my life is, is, is somewhat empty. I, I feel like there's so much more that I can do, but I just don't know how to get there. And so how do we do it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. I think about people that have had setbacks. Uh, a woman by the name of uh, Karen Rice, who, who was afflicted with two different types of cancer. What do you do if you're in that type of a situation? Well, she came up with a dream that was transformational for her, that filled up this fresh year of opportunity with wonders of development and not only finding happiness in her life, meaning, but blessing the lives of many others. This is the process we're talking about. Or how about John McClain, who at 22 years old, who had been an Olympic athlete, was struck down by an accident and became a paraplegic. What do you do? How do you become your best? Well, he had this inspirational idea that he would compete in the Ironman. And so he had to develop a plan. Well, these are the kind of things we're going to talk about today. We have a fresh year in front of us. So how do we make it the best in our personal life, in our relationships, professionally or school, gaining knowledge, 
and civically, how do we make the, our communities and the world a better place? So today, we're going to invite Rob to join us and go ahead and talk about four things we can do to make the very best of this year to come. How do we lead with the vision and then manage with a plan that makes a difference? So Rob, go for it. We're excited to hear what you have to share with us today. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much and so excited to be with you wherever you are today. You know, it's the beginning of the year and this is the time when everyone does uh, what we've all heard so often. They set New Year's resolutions. <laughs> if I could gather all our listeners in one room and ask us the question, how many of us have set a New Year's resolution? Raise your hand. My guess is that almost every hand in the room would go up. Now, if I was to ask you, what percentage of New Year's resolutions do you think are broken by January 15th, what would you guess? The answer is 80%. Two weeks into the year, 80% of New Year's resolutions are already <laughs> broken. Now, obviously, this just reinforces the programming that a lot of people have received since they were young that goals are bad. Objectives aren't good because we set them and we break them. Well, that's just the wrong thinking. It's oftentimes something we've been programmed with when we just haven't learned any differently. And what I'm going to share with you right now is literally a process and some steps that can take the impossible and make it possible. And it's done exactly that for thousands of people around the world. What's amazing about this is we've trained Fortune 500 companies, leaders, managers all over the world. And this is not something that Many of them know how to do. It's not taught in college. It's not taught in high school. So this is a skill set that is definitely learned. And my compliments to you for being on this podcast because you're going to get it today. And a lot of this takes in some fighter pilot techniques that we used because truly we lived and died on how we wrote the objectives or the goals and then developed the plan around those. All right. Well, first of all, what I'd like you to do is think about something that you would really like to accomplish in your life. Maybe it has to do with your business. Maybe it has to do with something you want to do personally. What is that? Get that visualized in your mind right now. Now, did you know that you are 90% more likely to accomplish something when you have a clearly written goal? Yet here's the irony. Only 10% of people have clearly written goals. 10%. And in our seminars, I'll often ask the question, why do you think that is? Why do only 10% have clearly written goals? And the common answers are, well, you know, because once we put it down on paper, we're accountable. Absolutely. Other people say, well, I've just never actually learned how. All of those are legitimate reasons why people have not done it in the past. However, what we're going to ask you to do from this point forward is to never again set a New Year's resolution. So toss that term out the window and what we're going to learn how to do right now is to set a clear, actionable goal to help you accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish. So right now, we're going to look at this through the lens of what we call roles and goals. And this is probably a different way of setting goals than most people are used to. So here are the four steps to do this. Step number one is to start with and review your vision. Now, on average, when we ask this question, only 1% to 3% of people have a personal vision. If you don't have one yet, I invite you to go to our website, becomingyourbest.com, click on the podcasts, and look 
for the podcast that says lead with a vision and we walk you through the steps on how to develop a personal vision there. It's also in the book, Becoming Your Best, The 12 Principles of Highly Successful Leaders that you can get on Amazon, Barnes & Noble and anywhere else. So if you don't have a personal vision, we invite you first to come up with a personal vision because that gives you the direction. If we don't have the destination in mind, then how in the world do we develop a plan to get there? So step number one is to start with a clear vision. Step number two is to identify your roles. So for example, one of your roles or one of my roles is parent. I'm also a spouse, a friend, whatever your job title is would be one of your roles. And the reason we look at our different roles is so that we don't get hyper-focused in a certain area. This is what gives us balance is we're going to develop goals for each one of those roles. Now here's the key. This is the hardest part and where most people trip up in setting goals at step number three. And that is the goals should be SMART. Now a lot of you have probably heard that acronym. If you haven't, it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time specific. So the bottom line is the more specific a goal, the more likely it is to be achieved. On the same note, I should be able to look back and ask, was my goal measurable? Yes or no, did I achieve it? The more measurable goal, the more likely it is to be achieved. For example, increase sales 4.2% in the next 30 days versus increase sales. Well, one is obviously much more clear and measurable, so it's a much more efficient goal that I can build a plan around. Now, we're going to come back and use a few examples. I'm going to have you coach us on SMART. So, I'm not going to spend much more time on that right now. But truly, this is the key. With executives, we'll have them sit down and develop goals in their different roles. And it's amazing to watch how many cannot set a SMART goal until after there's been some personal coaching. And then once you get it, it becomes easier and easier and easier. The key is in the practice and the repetition and in actually doing it. So we're going to come back to SMART and use a few examples. Step number four, and this is one of the keys, is to send your goals to three to five people who you trust or admire. Now, did you know that you are 33% more likely to accomplish a goal when you're accountable? And obviously, this is what creates that accountability is when you know you're going to have to report back to this small group at the end of the year. So, Dad, maybe we can just pause on this step and tell our listeners what you've been doing for literally decades regarding this step. Okay, well, thanks for outlining these four steps. And I am going to go ahead and uh, just talk about this fourth one. But first, I want to just reemphasize this idea that the goals should be written uh, you can make it simple by just putting them on one sheet of paper and outlining these various roles. Now, Rob talked about the power of sharing these roles. So what I've done is now for over 40 years, shared my goals on that one sheet of paper, sent them to some of my mentors who I really care for, and I'd never uh, try to let down. I, I, if, if I'm going to share my goals with them, I'm sure not going to be flaky in what I put down. They're going to be goals that are important. And so I've done that, as Rob said, for a long time. And then what I do is at the end of the year, I'll send them a report of how it went for that year, along with the goals for the next year. And so I found that it creates a number of things. One is for the people I've sent them to, it actually becomes a very special experience. They engage. They say, well, thank you for sharing them. And have you thought of this? And we become much closer as a process. But also, 
it really increases the accountability so because I don't I want to hit them and I don't want to let those down so we can talk a little bit more about that in a second but this is not just a small footnote of something that you can do pick out the people that are most inspirational in your life now one of the things I've found is over these 35 or 40 years some of my mentors are now passing away in the last couple of years they've passed away at 92 89 and uh, 91 (laughs) that's pretty good so now I send them to my children are included in that group all right well thank you so one of the things that we would invite you to do is just on a piece of paper right now as long as you're not driving (laughs) write down three to five names of people who you trust admire and who really would hold you accountable to your goals just write their names And then we're going to come back and make the invitation to send your goals to them at some point here in the next seven to 10 days. All right, well, let's get into a few examples. We want to shift the tables here so that you become the coach and you coach us. And this is exactly one of the things that we do in our seminars. And at first it's fun because people tend to kind of stumble through this, but then we get better and better until we get it figured out. And the way you write the goal makes all the difference in the outcome. And that's the problem is that most people in their lives have been writing New Year's resolutions and they're setting themselves up to fail right from the get-go because of the way they wrote the goal. So we're gonna change all of that right now. Okay, here's the first example. In the role of personal, and by the way, we have all these other roles we cannot forget to take care of ourselves, and that's why one of our roles is self or personal. And we're talking about taking care of ourselves mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So in the role of personal, let's say I want to make this a great year, so I'm going to read some motivational books. (laughs) That's my goal. Read some motivational books. Now, if you were coaching me, how would you make that more smart, more specific, more measurable? Okay, well, maybe I would add a number to it. And how about a date? So how about something like this? Read 12 motivational books by December 30th. Now, in the fighter pilot world, we start out with a vision or the overall objective, then we develop a clear, specific goal, and then we develop the plan on how to accomplish that goal. So if we were to break this goal down into a plan, read 12 motivational books by December 30th, how many would that be a month? Yeah, maybe one book a month, and I'd accomplish the goal. What if I missed a month? Have I failed on my goal? No, that's why it's a skill set. Maybe I'll just pick up and read two the next month. See, if I was to write the goal, read a motivational book every month, Well, I miss a month and I just failed on the goal. So this gives me a bigger picture, something that I can work around within. That's why it's an art to do this. Let's go through four more examples. Under the role of sales rep, let's say that I'm a sales rep. I'm going to make a lot of daily calls. And truly, these are all examples that I've seen out in the business world quite a bit. Make a lot of daily calls. Is that specific? Is there any way to measure that? Well, how would you coach me to make that more smart? Okay, well, maybe you're thinking this. How do you define a lot? And that's the right question to ask. Well, let me give you an example. Is this a different goal? Have a voice conversation with at least 25 people every day. See, this is why we're 90% more likely to accomplish something. The salespeople who we've worked with who are blowing it out of the water now are the ones who have now developed the power of focus. And notice I said have a voice conversation. I didn't say call 25 people every day. Let's say that I know that I need to call at least two people to have a voice conversation with one. How many phone calls then do I need to make? Well, 50, right? 
In order to hit my goal of having a voice conversation with 25 people every day, I have to make 50 calls. All of a sudden, success is not an accident anymore. I'm breaking it down. And let's say my close rate is 20%. So if I need to close five deals a day, I have to talk with 25 different people. See, this is why success is not an accident. We're making it happen. All right, here's another goal. You coach me. I want to grow my key relationships this year. How would I make that more specific, more measurable, achievable, and relevant to my vision? Well, how about this? Write five handwritten notes every week to key customers. See, that's a totally different goal, isn't it? Now, if I wanted to break that down, I could do one a day. Or maybe they're all five written on Friday. That's a little bit up to my discretion. Does that drive a totally different behavior? Well, absolutely. Now, here's one last example. Under the role of spouse, have a great relationship. (laughs) I see this one all the time. Is that a smart goal? Well, no. It's a great vision, but it's not a goal. So how would you define that? How would you change and coach me on that to make it a smart goal? Okay, well, how about this as an example? Go on at least two dates a month without the children. So if I'm on week number three and I haven't been on a date yet, what do I need to do? I need to figure out who's going to be the babysitter, but I need to make that date happen. (laughs) That's the power of focus and making it actually happen. And this will change your life. The people who have tried this, it has totally revolutionized their life. My dad shared the experience of Mike, our CPA friend. He was in this funk. He was in his mid-40s. Although he had a nice home, he had four children, things appeared to be going pretty well on the outside. He said, you know what? I just feel empty. I feel like I'm missing something in my life. And so we asked them a question. Have you ever set goals? And his response was, no, not really. I've I've had a couple New Year's resolutions, but that's about it. We've learned that his answer is not uncommon. It's a pretty common answer. And so we kind of showed him how to do this process. He actually attended our Breakthrough Leadership Conference. A year later, he only had five goals that he developed. All five were important to him. And at the end of the year, just take a guess without knowing anything else about him, how many of these five goals do you think he accomplished? Well, you'd be amazed to know that he accomplished all five of them. And each one was a game changer in his life. In his own words, he said, you know what? This has brought a fire and a passion back into my life. Now I see the power of having written goals and a plan and the effect that it can have. The sales reps who do this are the ones that start killing it compared to the others. This transforms a marriage. If you're married, we invite you to sit down and come up with goals as a partnership. Husband and wife. Come up with goals that work for you together. And if you're in an organization, employee engagement right now in the United States is hovering at 32%. One of the greatest predictors of profitability is employee engagement. And one of the best ways to get employees engaged is to have them come up with their own goals around their job and then report on those every quarter. So, Dad, maybe you can share a couple of additional thoughts on this. Well, I'll just give an example from my own life. Uh, under last year, 2015, under personal, uh, I set a goal to do, uh, do 5,000 sit-ups and push-ups and exercise 750 miles. Now, it's different for every single one of us, but this is what was important to me. And people say, whoa, 5,000 sit-ups and push-ups. <laughs> That's a lot, but when you really break it down, it's really only 421 per month, which is about 104 or five per week, which breaks down to about 15 a day, and I thought, well, even I can do that. 
And uh, as far as the 750 miles during the dead of winter where it's colder here, I go into the mall and during the nicer weather, I'm able to go outside and I listen to books and I do other things and it's just an invigorating time. Well, here's the deal. Uh, Three weeks ago, I passed 5,000 sit-ups and push-ups and exceeded the 750 miles. Uh, It was exciting, but the fact is, is I don't think I would have done that if I wouldn't have written them down where I could read them and reread them, be reminded of them, and sent them to somebody that I knew I was going to report to. And the fact is, is that I feel healthier. Uh, I feel much more invigorated if I had not done them. So this is just one one example, Rob, of, of my personal life. And, uh, and do you mind for making an invitation to our listeners? What invitation? <laughs> it's kind of like the old commercial. Wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things we want to invite you to do, and then I think my dad has a couple more thoughts before we wrap up, is we walked through those four steps, but we didn't invite you to actually try this. So we'd invite you to take out a piece of paper and write across the top of that paper your different roles. What are your roles in life for you? What's your job title? If you're married, a spouse would be one of your roles. If you have kids, parent would be one of your roles. So take out a blank piece of paper and write your roles across the top. And then take anywhere between 30 minutes and an hour and a half. It may take a while in the beginning to do this. And come up with a handful of goals under each role. And whatever works for you is what works. So maybe it's just one goal in each role to start this year. If this is something that's new to you, start small and simple. Remember, the reason for doing this is so that you can enjoy the journey. It's not about checking off a list, but the goal gives you the power of focus. So come up with some goals under each role that work for you. And this truly will take you anywhere between 30 minutes and potentially two hours. But go find a place where you're alone and can really focus on this for the upcoming year. And then ask yourself... Is this goal specific? Is it measurable? Does it support your vision? And does it have a time or date attached to it? Because the more specific and measurable it is, the more likely it is to be accomplished and the easier it is to develop a plan around it. We lived, and I won't say died, but we lived by this in the fighter pilot world. It's how you develop the objective, then how you develop the plan to accomplish that objective. We would brief to it, fly to it, and debrief to it. So that's our invitation to you is to take out that piece of paper now, go ahead and come up with your roles, develop your goals for the upcoming year, and then see what impact it has. And don't forget to send those to three to five people who you trust. Okay. And that's great, Robin. Just imagine the impact that this can have as you do that. As you start visualizing what's possible, as you reach down within your very heart and everything that you, you have within your life and say, well, what are the best things I can do? And uh, it becomes such an exciting process. Now, the other thing is this is just not a one-year event. This is something that we do year after year after year, and it is the process of becoming your best. One of the wonderful set of experiences that we have is we hold some uh, breakthrough leadership conference. It's a two-day conference in the spring and in the fall in the mountains of Park City. It's a great experience. We actually go among other go through among other things this very process that Rob's talked about. And when the participants leave, they actually have a full plan. They they have their vision intact. They've thought about it. They've 
put it down on paper, and then they set their goals. They set up this plan. They manage with the plan. And it's been fun to hear from people uh, six months later or a year later of how it's going. We heard from Zach, whose who's goal, what he was performing, is in the healthcare business, providing service to people who are trying to manage their health care and set up medical policies. Zach was doing three policies a day when he came. He said, well, my goal is really to do eight. I had the opportunity to talk with him just a few weeks ago, and he's actually at 12 a day right now. Well, this came through this process of saying, well, what do I want to do? How do I get there? Or Dave and Gina, who's in the transportation business, who went from uh, being one in the middle of the pack to among the very best in the nation. Or Tony, who uh, entered the real estate business with Coldwell Banker and now is one of the top 50 uh, in the country. So this is the process. Rob and I had the chance to uh, hold a three-day leadership boot camp to over 200 entrepreneurs in Rwanda. Again, we went through the same process And as we did, it has been so fun to hear the dreams of the people that participated and a year later hearing them accomplish those things that previously they had never thought of. One of them wrote down, he said, during that leadership boot camp, I came up with the idea that I wanted to receive my MBA. He said, I'd never really thought about that before. And then he started turning it into a plan. He applied in London and a number of places in the U.S. He said, as I am writing this email today, it's my first day in my MBA program in Oklahoma. (laughs) It was so fun. Another was Julia who wanted to start a business. She wrote a year later, I just finished my first successful year. Well, whatever it might be, a CEO, a coach, a parent, teacher, whatever it might be, a student, what are we able to do in this coming year? So Rob, what else would you like to share? And it's been wonderful visiting about this great principle. Yeah, my last thought is, you know, ultimately this is about you. (laughs) It's about whether we're going to take action or not. Most people will sit on the sidelines and watch The fact that you're even listening to this podcast already gives us a glimpse into who you are and the fact that you are an action taker. So we invite you, if this is something new, to try it. If goals is not new to you, but you feel like, you know what, maybe I could do it a little differently or better, give this a shot and see how it works for you. The bottom line is to take action, to do something. Uh, My dad used two examples. Tony, our good friend. This is no small feat. I mean, he was in our Breakthrough Leadership Conference just a few months ago, and in just a few months, he is now in the top 50 realtors of all of Coldwell Banker across the entire United States. This is incredible. That's a huge deal. Uh, Our friend Zach had a 300% increase in sales over the course of just three months. This is not uncommon. This is the power of focus that comes with developing a vision, clearly written goals, and a plan to accomplish those goals. It is not an accident to be successful. We think it out. We make it happen. We create the mental reality prior to the physical reality, and then we go to work. And the last thing I'll say is that, you know, when you go to all this effort to come up with these goals, keep them in front of you throughout the year. So I print my goals out and I have them sitting right on the counter to my left in my computer where I can reference them at least 
once a week when I do my pre-week planning. So try this. The one last thought I'll share is that I've heard from some people who say, you know, I've got all my goals right up here in my mind. And statistically, that simply doesn't work. If you want to really accomplish something, remember you're 90% more likely to accomplish something when you have a clearly written goal. So this is a life changer. We're entering a new year. We invite you to try this personally as a couple and with your team if you're a manager, teacher, or leader of any kind in your organization. So I wish you the greatest year and turn it back to you, Dad, so we can wrap up. Okay, great. And we've been talking really about the personal application of this today. The very same principles apply professionally for us with our teams. We do the same things we set up. It's a strategic plan. We start with the vision. We set our goals for the year. We break them down into quarterly goals. We have follow-up meetings. And how did we do first quarter? And what's our focus for the second quarter? Around key performance indicators. And that's how we work the plan. And this is how we achieve what really our our best looks like. Well, now we invite you to go through and have fun and have a great year. We would love to hear about your successes, whatever they look like. So uh, if you would like to share them with us, please go to our website and share your successes as you go through the year. And it's been fun today in this uh, podcast. And remember, each one of you can make a difference as you work on these things. Thanks, and have a great day. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com, and you can find all the information about the podcast right there, as well as the show notes page, where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, leave a rating and review. A rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.